Look, niggas, we <laughs> we here, okay? <laughs> what do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? <laughs> and we're back. Hello, girls. We're back. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Cha, cha, cha. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is The Ho Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore ho bag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Bye. We're talking about doulas and we're reporting live. <laughs> That's what I feel like. <laughs> Reporting live from Anya Dula Oblongata. Anya Dula Oblongata. Anya Dula, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Reporting live with Anya Dula Oblongata. Anya Dula Oblongata. It's 87 degrees and we're here live with Anya Dula Oblongata. Anya, are you here? <laughs> and we're back. Madula Oblongata. What is that? What is that? What's a Madula Oblongata? <laughs> For real, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so your medulla oblongata is a part of the brain. It has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. Oh, well. Well, damn, what's a doula then? We- <laughs> <laughs> what's a doula? No. So, so a doula is a support person for women who are pregnant. And I actually, I say women, but what I really mean is for the family, right? So the doula mm-hmm. provides support in the way of educational support, making mm-hmm. sure they understand what their options are, what the birth process looks like, what postpartum is gonna look like afterwards. But we're also there to provide um, physical support during labor, um, emotional support, spiritual support for some doulas. So, oh, so you like a life coach, cause I've been looking for one, but not like not for a baby, just like to help me a get through life. Coach. Oh yeah. Before we get too Sometimes far in it. Stuff gets in can you tell everybody your handle and what you do? Because yes. this is a crossover My bad. episode. You know, it LP was crossover. fucking up the production, so I kind of just had to start where we were at. Just kidding. Let's we start all you. over, okay? So that was good news. We have Anya the doula. Anya, who is a doula yes. on the whole bag today. And uses her medulla oblongata there we go. to birth these babies. See how <laughs> that is? Bridging the gap. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give them your handle so they can follow you too. She's also with the Creators Guild. Yes, um, absolutely. So my doula IG page is at Anya Doula underscore HTX. And my podcast, which is the Doing Motherhood podcast, is at Doing Under Mother at Doing underscore motherhood underscore podcast. We'll okay, write it cool, in the cool, caption. Cool. Thank you. so we got twitter news yes this twitter news is a little long but only because i thought it was really 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 cool um educational and relevant you know usually i come with the bullshit but this time i'm not i'm coming with um (laughs) basically one of these ladies was saying um i can only speak for the company i'm working with my total cost for a doula is 5.7 thousand I hired her for all three phases, which I had no clue there was three phases in. The first is prenatal support. She came to appointments with me, was my advocate, had meetings to plan, gave me advice and support, et cetera. Second was sibling care. You know, you get what that is. Um, If the sibling comes to the hospital, she helped to watch. Um, And also with the C-section, 
only one person is allowed in the OR. So if her mom is there on time, she took turns watching um, the baby with her mom. And then third is postpartum. She was with them 10 hours during the day or night, depending on the schedule we set, uh, three times a week. So during this time, she did whatever they needed her to do in terms of taking care of the baby and her. Um, and that's the most expensive part, which was $27 an hour. Um, that's really, really, really dope. I already have one kid and I'm like, I'm getting a midwife and a doula postpartum before middle, all that. So speak to just cause I don't have no kids. So why would you get one? And why is it important? Like for somebody, an experienced mother to have a doula. So I had my baby in the hospital. I have an older sister. She had a midwife, but mm -hmm. she still had the baby in the hospital. Once you really sit down and you consider the cost of everything, mm -hmm. I'd rather freaking hopefully my water breaks in the tub and I just birth the baby my damn self and look on YouTube and figure out how to do it. Because really? the, co yeah, the cost is out of this world YouTube. to have a kid. <laughs> Luckily, I was a student at TSU when I got pregnant. So I was on, you know, um, assistance and stuff like that. Or okay. I wouldn't have, I, thank God for Medicaid. I would have had to pay so much money out of pocket um, had I had a regular job. So I know that having a doula... I do want to have birth, like my next birth be in a bathtub, in a relaxing setting, because when I read up on it, it's more um, conducive for the child to come into the world in a world they already know, which is like liquid, right? Water form, mm -hmm. I guess. So it's more, it eases the baby on out versus a stressful, you know, um, atmosphere when they're coming out, plus epidural and all that. I'd rather have a natural birth if I can. So quick question. Do you deliver babies? You catch them when they come out? I don't catch the baby. No. So I'm going to I'm going to back us up and kind of start from the top. Okay. So the role of a doula is a support role. Okay. We're not medical, right? A midwife mm -hmm. is a medical role. So a midwife would take the place of a physician. Okay. Right? So you're either choosing that you want to have a physician as your primary prenatal care provider mm -hmm. and you're going that route or you have a midwife and as you pointed out some midwives do work in hospitals, but a lot of midwives work in out of hospital settings. Okay. Whether that's a birth center or a home birth. So the midwife is who's going to be catching the baby, right? Just like a doctor would be catching the baby in the hospital. But the doula is there to be a support role. What a lot of people don't realize is that your doctor or your midwife mm -hmm. is not there for most of your mm -hmm. labor. Hmm. Oh, they, they come in at the, up end. at the end. I heard right? about that. And so <laughs> the doula is there to help you through those early stages, know mm -hmm. what to do, how to facilitate, right? What to do with your body right. so that you're making this process continue to progress. And then later on is when the doctor or the midwife comes in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anytime I think about giving birth, I think about that one episode of Martin. And she's pushing the baby out. Like, I caught him. I caught him. Yeah. Um, how, many, how many babies have you helped so far? Or how yes. long have you been doing this? Like, what's the background? So I have been doing, I've been working as a doula for three years. Okay. And last week, I can't even remember. I'm at baby 86 now. Oh, wow. Dang. Congrats. So I stay busy. That's booming. <laughs> Booked and busy, honey. Right. I've been busy. Yeah, so um, three years working as a doula, but prior to working as a doula, I worked as a nurse in okay. OBGYN offices. So much like where you go to get your pap smear every year, 
your prenatal care visits. That's the work that I did before working as a doula. Cool. At least you're knowledgeable. Like you're not just taking the course on like, I mean, cause I, I didn't just, I really didn't, yeah, I really uh, didn't know LinkedIn.com. <laughs> once you gave us the topic, I was looking into stuff once I got on that Twitter subject. And then I started seeing so many people say, Oh my God, I'm studying to be a doula. And then I'm looking to see how long the classes are. I'm like, I could be a doula. Anybody can be a doula. Which well, I didn't know. Thing. So here's the thing about the work, right? Doula work is traditional work. Now, now we refer to it as doulas and everybody kind of, it's really trending. Right. This term doula. But if you, if, if we go back, way back, the role of the women in the family was to doula. take care mm -hmm. of whoever mm -hmm. was pregnant, mm -hmm. right? And then even after she had the baby, those women stayed around. That's a they were system. making sure that she was physically taken care of. Mm -hmm. They were also helping out with the household. Right. And other siblings and all of that. And so we're in a time where people are not living as close to their families anymore, mm -hmm. or there's just so much going on. Yeah. And you got 87 families? I have. Golly. Yeah. So I want to ask a quick question. So when you were working in the office, did you see, because you always hear about like black women are dying at higher rates uh, due to birth um, issues and whatnot. So did you see like the, the physicians neglecting the black women when they were talking about certain things or just like kind of going, oh, she'll be okay. She's just tripping or being extra. Like yeah. So what I'll say to that is wherever I, I tended to work with really good physicians. Okay, good. <laughs> so yeah. I did not see that with the people that I work. Okay. But I have seen it. We had patients that come to us from other physicians mm -hmm. that, you know, they're like, this is my fourth physician because the other three didn't want to listen to me. Or, you know, they come to this doctor and then finally find out what's been going on with them for the last five years that doctors have not been paying attention to them. Right. Um, in hospitals, that's just talking about like doctor's offices, but in hospitals, what we know whenever... And this is outside of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So even just regular health is that black women are not believed a mm -hmm. lot of times. Um, they it, it's almost like they don't believe that we're competent enough to know enough about ourselves. Right. To give good information for mm -hmm. them. And so and they also don't believe our pain. Mm, I, I read that. Right. Because mm -hmm. they think we're just superhuman human and can take all the pain. Right. Mm. Y'all been getting whipped for all these years. Push this baby <laughs> out. This, What's right? one more kid? Right. You damn horse. And, <laughs> so straight up. Real. <laughs> and so that's the other role that doulas serve, especially in those hospital environments, is being an advocate, making mm. sure that our clients' voices are heard. Right. If she asks a question and that medical provider dismisses it. My job is to come in and say, hey, <laughs> she asked you a question. I don't uh, think you answered. I didn't hear the answer. Can you help us out? Oh, right. okay. So that's. Oh, I see a little nice it. nasty coming out. I like that. Always. I like she that. heard it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's our role is to also be an advocate for first to help our families know how to advocate for themselves. Right. right. And mm -hmm. that comes in all of that education that happens while they're pregnant. So they learn to advocate for themselves, but we're there to back them up. Okay. So I got a question um, that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> So I was scrolling down my timeline, right? Uh -huh. And like I follow a lot of like natural things and whatnot. And I thought this person was eating some big ass steak and I looked closer and it was a placenta. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know. I asked the question, are you supposed to pan sear it, put some Old Bay seasoning on it? And they said, <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. <laughs> they were like, nah, you just freeze it or you put it in your smoothie. And I just almost threw up. <laughs> 
the fuck? <laughs> Have you seen that before? Yeah. So there's several different ways that people actually ha- might handle their placentas after they give birth. Okay. Right? So if you, I don't know, if you've ever seen an animal give birth. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You've seen an animal mm-hmm. give birth. The babies all come and that animal will turn right around and eat that placenta almost immediately. Yep. Right. And so what is happening is there. <laughs> you never seen a dog be born and the, mo- I seen and the, the dog eat the puppy and- shit too. Like I just not, not saying our placenta. I'm just well, that's saying that's shit. just, that's the shit is the placenta. They, they tear it up. They eat it. So the thing is the placenta still has a lot of nutrients. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of iron. It still has a lot of hormones. <laughs> in it. Throw up for real. <laughs> and so the idea behind whether you're eating the placenta or having it encapsulated into pills, which is what I know most people do that. Most people are getting their um, placenta encapsulated. But the idea is that it's replacing those nutrients and replacing that iron and those hormones that were lost, Mm -hmm. right, in in giving birth. So do you eat the whole thing? So what, okay, so in encapsulation, what happens is it's almost like, it's almost like, it's the same process as, as beef jerky. Yeah. So like, oh, that's pretty good. They steam it a little bit and they then they dehydrate it. They do season it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Some doulas will put, um, <laughs> they might add a little lemon to it, put some herbs in it. <laughs> and so they dehydrate it, crush it into powder, and then put it in pills. I do got a question. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between your period blood and a placenta? The placenta is an organ. Stop it. Yeah, the that's like the sack, isn't it? That the babies Right. So the so what the placenta is, it's the way that nutrients, oxygen get to the baby from mom and waste goes away from the baby. The the placenta is a filter. So that's what's really impressive about the placenta is that like for every baby, every baby gets their own, right? Oh. You first become pregnant, that placenta starts to grow, attaches to the uterus, and that's what's connected to the umbilical I did not know. Yes. Th- that's why we needed you here. So it's yeah. <laughs> so it's an organ. <laughs> now another question, since we're talking about the umbilical cord, I, I, you know how you're saying back in the old days. So I try to like now that I'm older and I'm coming into my I guess wokeness or blackness or whatever, you know, really trying to um, embrace it. I was reading that you should keep the placenta connected to the baby as long as possible. For like what, two drives off? Reason, yeah, why you should have a home birth versus hospital because they come straight in and ready to cut it off. Yeah, so that's a lotus birth, which you're referring to, where the baby, the placenta, and the cord all stay attached yeah. uh-huh. until the cord naturally falls off from the baby. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do that, then you're not going to encapsulate or so you can't eat it after it dries off? Mm-hmm. Because if you're gonna if you're going to prepare your placenta for consumption, then it needs to be um it has to happen like in 72 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so in a lotus birth, I don't know the time frame of that, but it's gonna be longer than is good for the But either the way, one is more healthy, I guess, for the baby, and one is more healthy for you. Well, if you're breastfeeding, wouldn't it both be healthy for the baby? I think of them all as options. Okay. Yeah. I think it's not just, one it, like, it depends on what that mother or that family is deciding is important to them. Uh huh. Yeah. And then going with, yeah, whatever option they find is best. I just learned so much because I just <laughs> knew they were just, I was like, what's the difference between me just catching a cup and drinking? Ooh. Ooh. No, 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 no. That's, no. What, <laughs> that's what I thought. Taking them back like oysters? <laughs> Hell 
No. She don't even have to go Tabasco sauce and lemons. Shoot them back. Yuck. Hell no. Oh, no. Sorry, in, y'all. In reference to the video that you saw, mm-hmm. that person was um, freezing pieces of their placenta mm-hmm. because they were planning to use it to make a placenta smoothie. Right. So some people encapsulate, some people make a smoothie out of it. I don't know. I've heard that some people eat it. I've not seen that or heard of that happening. Time out. Have you seen but. me and Toya's facial expressions while she explaining it? <laughs> you we know, I heard like, a lot of Louisiana women do some crazy things. And what's running through my head is that's how you keep your man. Put your placenta. Look, that's Campbell, how you keep I the family together. That's how you keep the family together. You put the spaghetti. <laughs> Sprinkle a little of that placenta in his spaghetti, ladies. Forget the period. That's so 1989. <laughs> Stick with the, deal with the times. Fry that man up some placenta for dinner. Like a liver. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So I guess on the on the opposite side of that, because I was hearing you say that you know it, it makes sense to have a doula. Um, because a lot of us women are working women where it's not mm-hmm. like we're stay at home moms to where we have the luxury of having the baby, having our mom come in with us. God forbid she doesn't get on our damn nerves oh, and Lord. we want her there for a month or two. <laughs> Look here. Um, and, you know, have that close circle. I, I don't know if you remember when I asked you about something called a death doula. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a death doula? Um, yes. So I was reading something as I was scrolling through and it was talking about a death doula, but it kind of reminded me a little bit about what you said. Somebody said, personally, I think each hospital could benefit from having a death doula. Someone to sit with families and explain the process and what to expect so that there is understanding. I think it's especially important in the time of this Delta wave. Uh, we also need to change our views around death, the time to discuss, you know, goals of care and resuscitation, blah, blah, blah. Um, and somebody else chimed in and said, I've sat with people who are at the end of their lives and talked with their families. Um, they have a, somebody had a no one dies alone program, which pairs doulas with people who do not have family or friends to sit with them. And that's a totally rewarding role. And I can only imagine, you know, maybe a mom that's like 20 years old, abandoned by the baby daddy, no family. And she's just there. So Mm -hmm. like, it would be great to have people like you that advocate for them because that's kind of really just fucked up like so so sad i have a question to piggyback off that so say the dad is in the picture right Mm -hmm. do do you ever i i can only just go off of just thinking about like movies and stuff but does the dad go why she always in our business she always here at the house does Mm -hmm. she think she do dads understand the role really so you know a lot of times dads are coming into that as i'm meeting okay right okay so a lot of them are confused about what is what exactly is the doula and sometimes some men are even feeling like well is she gonna come push me out the way because i'm supposed to be there to support That's you what I'm, right yeah. but what i tell people is that i think of myself as the doula for the family okay right it's not i mean she's the star of the show because she's the one having the baby mm-hmm. right but dad needs that education just as much because he's got to advocate for her. Right. Like he's the one that's at the house with her every day and he sees what she's eating. Mm. He sees what she's going through. He sees when there's a change. Okay. Right. And so it's, it's all about being a team and not anybody getting pushed out of the way. I'll say that for the few, only a few, a lot of the men or a lot of the families that come to me, the men are on board. They're like, Hey, whatever she needs, I bet. she's got, I'm for it. Right? <laughs> right. There are some men that are like, and I get it. Cause men are usually the ones, um, you know, 
in charge of the finances a mm-hmm. lot of times and a lot of families. And so a lot of dads are just like, you paying for what? <laughs> you want a babysitter at your birth? Like, Hell right? yes. That's, that's not, Shit. And I think that, you know, I don't think it's a, I think it's a valid question for people who don't understand. Because that's what I thought. I was like, he, the dad can't watch the kids? I ain't know. I don't, right. Well, when so you think about the baby want, crying every freaking, oh my God, I'm not even, whew, keep going, girl. No, but what we want is for him to have that same information. We want him to know what the options are. We want him to be a part of the plan as well. Mm-hmm. Because as long as everybody understands what she wants or what she needs, then we're all working towards that same mm-hmm. thing. Right. Yeah. So what, so now crazy, have you had any crazy situations like that are just like, I can't believe this just happened. Like that made you question your, your profession. With the birth or with people? With with period. In general, surrounding doulaism, is that a thing? The doula oblongado. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of anything too crazy. Um, I think the craziest things that happen are when babies come a lot faster than we're anticipating. And, um, and that's just, you know, we don't know who it's going to happen for. Um, I would say probably the craziest incidents is that I had a family, they lived on the North side of Houston or North of Houston. Their birth center was in Pasadena, which is South. Why? So we're driving, hightailing it, trying to get to her birth. And you want to know where she had her baby? Oh my God. On 45. On 45. <laughs> wow. Wow. Way, we're like flying. I'm just <laughs> flying behind them. And the next thing I know, he slams on his brakes. I slammed on my brakes. They started veering to the right. And then she he called and was like, She just had the baby. And I was like, keep driving. When the baby oh is dedicated God. to being a north side baby. That <laughs> right. is crazy. <laughs> she said, Don't take me across this line. Not one more second. I'm coming. At the fair. Why would somebody drive? This is off topic. Okay, they must if y'all don't live in Houston. The thing is, for first time moms, most first time moms are going to be in labor for about 15 to 20 hours. Okay. Right. And so she had <clears> been <throat> in labor and she had been going and going and going for a while. It kept starting, stopping, starting, stopping. And so we just don't anticipate most babies to like, boom, I'm here. Mm. Oh. Yeah. But I'm Pasadena. It's a ways. Okay. All right. So, so then I guess the only last question I had, cause I had, you know, so many random questions about a doula. So when people are like, I've, we've noticed a trend, like millennials are having kids more in their thirties now and beyond. So like, is it more difficult? Because you, I hear it's a young woman's sport. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when you're in your twenties, that's your prime age, but thirties is hard. Like, so do you see, like, is it more difficult? Like, do you see more complications? Like, is it like, is it, or is it just people just well, talking? What we know we're tired. is that <laughs> women are born with a finite, a finite number of eggs, mm-hmm. right? So whatever we're born with is what's there. Mm-hmm. And we cycle through those for our entire lives, mm-hmm. right? And so at some point, our eggs, and that's usually in our mid-30s, right? So in our mid-30s is where the... Um, the what do I want to, the eggs go bad. Yeah, <laughs> they you know expire. That breast milk to throw them away. And so, I'm sorry, but yes. So, so the number of eggs that are going to be good eggs that will turn into a baby, right, are not as plentiful as they were in your younger years. So mm. that's why you hear a lot of people who are in their mid 30s or older having to 
use some type of assistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether that assistance is, um, you know, IVF assistance mm-hmm. or medically getting some type of assistance for um, conceiving babies. But yeah. So that's what, that's what makes it harder. Mm, is okay. that how many eggs do we have left and how good are they going to be? Okay, so, sorry, okay, I got more questions. So, you remember, you so she's also a Texas Southern alumni. Um, so, you remember, one, there was one year on campus, it was like some group, they were coming out advocating for black women. They said more black women that are educated are less likely, likely to be able to conceive. Mm-hmm. I guess because we, like, wait so long, it's like getting our degrees and, our, and, like, starting our careers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you see that a lot? Like, is that true? I was just about to talk okay. about a movie about that. Ask me, wait, the, what was the... So it's like they said more, it's harder for black women who are educated and professional to have kids because we always wait till our 30s after we've completed school, we've started our careers and, you know, we've had a whole bag summer. I think that's an <clears throat> in general conversation though. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's specific to black women. Mm-hmm. I think that is, that is most Period. women who are in their mid 30s and older are going to have a harder time. Okay. I think where that conversation gets conflated is that at the time that we were at TSU, there was a lot of talk in the news about black women not getting married and not being Mm. right. And so like both of those conversations were happening at the same time, but I don't, it's, I don't believe it to be any harder for black women in their thirties than it is for other groups of women. Okay. Oh, there was a movie and it had Morris Chestnut in it. Mm. Morris Chestnut. And uh, him and his wife were trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. They could not have a baby. And then they ended up choosing this one girl to hold the baby. And she ended up being freaking psycho. They let her live with them and everything. She ended up loving Morris Chestnut Mm -hmm. and had the baby and was trying to steal the baby. Ever since I saw that movie, I was like, I don't think that, you know, I'm going to... On that movie that came out on Hulu the other the last like it's like Little House of Flies or Fly. Oh, I don't know. It's like Little House Fires. The girl was on the run because she was a surrogate, and then mm-hmm. she ended up saying her she, her brother was like, "That's your baby. You should keep it." So she took the baby, went ghost. And then according to the oh, law, they can yes. do that, right? I know who you're talking about. Yes, because until that baby is actually handed Boy, over, I tell you. that baby. Yes, yep. I mean that's a, there's a whole legal. I don't know what the but legal that's fucked up because is, you still got to yeah. pay that person to hold the baby generally they're probably going to be giving them whatever they want because you want to make sure covering everything yeah, yeah they're, playing, they're paying for the prenatal care they're paying for food transportation all sorts of mm-hmm. stuff yeah yeah and then you run and off you can on change the your mind at any minute and be crazy. like never mind I'm, i think i'm, I'm gonna keep the baby. baby yes but um with carrie washington yes the, yeah when she stole about. the baby yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. oh man oh hell no she would have to get shot no Nothing against women, you know, that that can't have babies because their eggs have expired. But I don't think that's the role I'm going to go. And also, I don't think I can ever adopt either because I feel like a kid always want to know who their mama is. And that's going to hurt my feelings. You 16, you're like, you're not my mom. I want to know who my real mom is. But you know, there are a lot of women and I've worked with women who decide to be surrogates. And so I think I could people be People volunteer to get pregnant? Well, that's what this, yeah. I could be one, so yeah. Like sometimes these women are women that have like, they've they've had their children and they're okay. done having their own children, mm-hmm. but they, they've met people or they know people or they just want to be like a volunteer for Aww. other families that are, that have been trying and have been mm-hmm. having a hard time. Um, they get paid. They do get paid. <laughs> I looked that up. But then your body isn't yours because I remember something about like Kim and Kanye were calling the lady. They're like, you need to eat this and you need to eat that. And it was, she, yeah, I feel like you think the, about it. It was described as like slavery though. Are, 
Sometimes the people who are going to receive the baby, I can't think of what they're called right now. The parents. But they can be very hard on the surrogate mother about their baby. Mm-hmm. Because especially if this is like a baby that's been where this couple, it's that couple's sperm and that couple's egg that mm-hmm. fertilized the baby. So mm-hmm. then the surrogate is truly just a carrier. Mm-hmm. She's not a, she's not biologically mm-hmm. um, this child's mother. And so I've, 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 I had a I've taken care of a surrogate mother who like was having a really hard time with a family that was just being super demanding and oh, like wow. trying to See? force her diet and trying to force like how long she it was ridiculous. But the doctors do give moms a diet though, so I kind of understand it. Like, don't be ridiculous about it, but. Even when I was pregnant, you do get the, the a long list of shit you ain't supposed yeah, to eat. Yeah, but they want her to do stuff that she don't do, like drinking wheatgrass and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that's no. Nice. You need to have your third shot by 3 p.m. Look, hold on. Our niggas too woke. Damn. God, you got to pray to the east. You gotta, I'm tired. Shit, just push this baby Go out. Go stand to the sun for 17 and 30 seconds. 17 minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, no. Even, even when I decided to start breastfeeding with uh, my daughter, I didn't know that there was a whole list of shit I couldn't eat either. I was like, damn. Some of my favorite shit I couldn't eat. Dang. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well... Next question. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Pregnancy is a lot. So do you deal with like counseling? And I, I think we're wrapping up on time, but do you deal with couples who have tried and they keep having miscarriages and like, they're Aww. just like grieving that they can't get pregnant? Cause we hear about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like couples try and they can't like, do you help families out like that? So I haven't, I have not, I have had families that have come to me and miscarried or lost a baby like in term. And so there is, I wouldn't say that I counsel because that's not my, I'm not licensed and it's not my, um, you know, it's not my forte, but, (laughs) but I help folks get through, I think. And I make sure that they have the resources that they need to get the counseling that they need. Right. There are also doulas that work with um, fertility. So they're Mm. working with women who early, you know, like, well before they become pregnant or those who are planning to become pregnant Mm -hmm. who will work with those women and say like this is what your diet should look like this is the stuff that you should be doing right to increase your chances of fertility i also want to go back to death doulas um there are an array of doulas right Mm -hmm. i work primarily as a birth doula there are postpartum doulas which are those doulas who are going to be with the family after after the fact Mm -hmm. so that the story that you shared where that doula was staying with them for 10 hours a day, three days a week. Mm -hmm. That's a postpartum doula. Her role is to come into the house and help out around the house, Mm -hmm. whether it's helping out with house chores, making sure mom is getting her rest, that she's eating well, right? Sleeping, all of those things. Um, Earlier today, when I recorded the Doing Motherhood podcast, I had my own Reiki counselor on, but she's also a death doula. Oh, what? Reiki. Reiki. What is that? Reiki is like energy work. Oh, okay. Oh, I need to meet her. You know, I'm listen, all about the listen, vibes. Check out the episode. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. She'll tell you all about it. But she also works as a death doula. Okay. So she's one of those people who families hire her to come in and help them prepare. I've been looking into that. Yeah. Toya would be amazing at that, actually. Like, I, I if you wanted to do, that, do that. Because she, you know, she has hospice, like, in her background. And, like, she's good at talking to people. So yeah. I think that'd be something. I just don't, I don't think I'm good at consoling people. I'm like, here, here. I got to get better at that. Look, shit happens, sis. Right. 
put your big girl panties on. I think a lot of the hospice nurses that I've known over the years, like none of them are those kind of people. I think because we become kind of numb to yeah. death. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, another one. Well, yeah. <laughs> can't catch them all. <laughs> no offense, you know, but this is mom not was 108. <laughs> hey, again, y'all remember that on Talladega Nights? My grandma's turning 88. What should I get her? A casket? <laughs> I'm sorry. Preferably okay. saddened. So anyway, uh, what's um, your- <laughs> what is your whole tip? Wait, wait, do you know we do a whole tip, a tip called uh-huh. a whole tip at the end of every episode. So would oh, you have about the whole tip? So you whatever just, so you- whatever advice, like a tip of the day that you would give to our listeners. Gotcha. Um, first of all, hire a doula, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if you're a black woman. Um, we talked a little bit about the the maternal so so we're in a maternal health crisis in the United States mm-hmm. whether people realize that or not of all developed nations the US is dead last okay we're paying the most for healthcare and we're getting the worst so, that sounds about right so, yeah. and so <laughs> black women are faring the worst at that so black women are 3 to 4 times more likely to die of a, some sort of pregnancy complication than our white counterparts And a lot of that, most of that is preventable. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about doulas coming into the hospital with you to be an advocate, Mm -hmm. that's what our work is about. Making sure that these families are not left alone, that they're not being disregarded, and that they're truly receiving 100% optimal care. So my whole tip is hire a doula. Y'all heard it first. (laughs) And and by Blake. Right. Hey, every time. Because... Who, I mean, who knows you better than us? Really, I always try to have my doctor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, who's really comfortable enough to step up? And that's not to say that there are not white. You know, I know, I know some amazing white doulas who Mm -hmm. absolutely would. But where was she trained? What does she feel comfortable Mm -hmm. standing up to white supremacy? Because at the end of the day, that's what the and she probably won't even notice. Like we notice all the like passive aggressive stuff because we're used to it. But like they probably like. She didn't mean it like that. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. go take a seat, Becky. Right. Karen, whatever they call y'all these days. I'm or sorry. she's doing the same thing <laughs> that the doctors right. are doing, deciding that she knows better for you uh. and talking over you and not believing you. And so my thing is that, it, you know, black women, black families need to hire black doctors. My other, I got two hoes. Go ahead, go ahead. My other hoe tip is even if you are not pregnant, I firmly believe black people should always be buddied up, doubled up at all doctor's appointments, at You're all right. hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. None of us should be walking into those spaces alone. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, dang, I can't really top that. Uh, I got a whole tip. Go ahead. Wrap it up. <laughs> Avoid all of this. Wrap it up. Drop smite. Uh, damn, my only one was going to be like, <laughs> y'all really eating these placentas? Like, <laughs> it was a cold question. Like, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> bye. bye.